Hey everyone, my name is Erin, and this is Leading Like Her, a podcast that takes my experiences and the experiences of other amazing leaders and help us all take our leadership game to the next level. Think of me as your business bestie, guiding us both through the ups and downs of managing people and developing into the strong female leaders I know we can be. You probably know what you should do, but don't always know how to make it happen. I'm here to help us take that next step together. I'm not competing against you. I'm rooting for us. So let's get started. Hello. Good morning. Happy Monday. Happy whatever day of the week it is that you guys are catching up on the show. It has been a wild couple weeks, you guys, just getting adjusted to living in Indianapolis, starting my new job, meeting new people. It has been just wild. And I think anybody that has experienced change like this recently can really understand what I'm going through. And keeping up with a new job and keeping the podcast going and keeping myself sane with good food and good sleep has been a little bit of a balancing act, I've got to say. But I'm settled in. My parents are here this weekend. They helped me build an end table (laughs) and unpack some boxes, which may sound ridiculous. But as someone that sometimes struggles with anxiety and multitasking, like the thought of putting together like an Ikea style and table for hours, like it was like a hurdle I couldn't get over. So big, big thanks to Steve, my mom's husband, who put that together for me this weekend. But today I wanted to talk about something that's been on my mind for a while. And it's kind of a a generational thing. I am 35 years old. I'm going to be 36 in September. I was born in 1986. Where are my 80s babies? (laughs) And I am like a textbook older millennial, right? So the millennial generation runs from about 1980 to about, I think it's like 96, 1996, something like that. Um, And so myself and my siblings are all considered millennials. Now, I do remember life before the internet, I think we've got, we got our first computer at home probably when I was like 13, 14, like family computer. Mom had a computer that she worked on as when I was younger, but the first real computer that I remember, I think it was a compact and it sat in our upstairs hallway. My brother would play this game called backyard soccer on it and which I eventually got addicted to. Um, and if you know what like backyard soccer is, please let me know in comments or DMs on Instagram at leading like her. Cause my brother was like obsessed with it. And my brother is six years younger than I am. He was born in 1992. My sister is four years younger. She was born in 1990. And I swear the, the gap between my sister and myself is kind of wild. Just, in the things that we remember and the things that we don't remember. And I get a lot of flack because 1986, I think is like right on that border of that quote, elder millennial age. But now that I'm in the workforce 
And now that I am leading a leader in, in the workforce, it's a really interesting dynamic being of the millennial generation. There, a lot of things are said about our generation. We're lazy, we're entitled, we don't want to work. And in some cases I see that, but quite frankly, I don't, I think that's probably the furthest from the truth. I think we want to work hard, but we also want to work smart. And I think that's where older generations don't understand that philosophy as much. I don't want to put in crazy hours at work. I want to be successful at what I do. I want to put in the time and the energy that will make me successful. But there's a difference between being busy and productive, right? And I think people that are my age and younger are really trying to find ways to be more productive and less busy and value our time. And I think that's something that needs to be valued. We are the largest age demographic in the workforce right now, millennials. But we're not old enough to really have those top level executive positions yet in a lot of cases. Now, shout out to especially the women that have shattered those ceilings and are now young female executives in these large companies. I do see a change there. But overall, there's still this weird age gap, right, between millennials and then Gen X and boomers that are still not quite retired. Uh, my dad, I think, is like the last year of the boomer and he's just about retired, but again, they're, they're still kind of hanging on, right, in some cases. And each generation, I think, brings with it its own philosophies based on the time period in which they grew up. And obviously, our teens and our 20s are very, very formative years. And for us millennials, I mean, my birthday's on September 10th. September 11th was the day after of my 15th birthday. I remember exactly where I was. I was in an English class in high school. And that was something at 15. That is a very traumatic and life-changing event that happened at a very kind of sensitive, formative time in my life. And I feel like that is like that with a lot of millennials. We all lived through the trauma of 9-11 and the aftermath of 9-11. And then I graduated in 2009 during a horrific recession. And that shaped, I think, a lot of people's philosophies on work and work ethic and what work means. And being in manufacturing, a lot of the work that needs to be done in manufacturing has been the same for a very, very long time. And there's a lot of resistance to change in the manufacturing philosophies. And I think we're starting to see a turning point where there is going to be some change, both with automation, with kind of the leadership org structures, with different programs and 
different human resource initiatives and diversity and inclusion and things like that that I think is going to reshape manufacturing in the next couple of years. And quite frankly, a lot of different industries. And I'm really proud of my generation for really being the, the, the beginning of that. And by the way, shout out to Gen Z, who is now up and coming in the workforce and changing it even more. I, I think we started this concept of a side hustle I think Gen Z is taking it to a whole nother level, right? I mean, I see these kids, and I can't believe I'm calling them kids. They're not kids. I see these people, these humans, that are finding more and more creative ways to make a living, and I'm pretty freaking proud of them. And people love to hate on the influencers, the YouTubers, the side hustlers, the people that are you know, doing the whole Gary Vee thing and flipping things on Amazon as if that's not a real job. And my response to that is, well, they're, they're making money. Clearly there's a market for whatever they're doing. Let them live their life. Let them enjoy this moment in time because our time is constantly moving. It's constantly changing. And don't tell me that I don't have a work ethic. I think millennials get so generalized and just like every generation does, I'm pretty sure that the boomers said the exact same thing to the Gen Xers. And I'm pretty sure the millennials are saying it to the Gen Zers, right? Don't generalize someone because of assumptions that are being made about their age. I have always been one of the youngest in the room. Always. I've been the one of the young, one of, even in my friend group, my friend group, I'm always the youngest person. Some of that has to do with my birthday being in September. And in New Jersey, the cutoff for kindergarten is in October. So I kind of just slid in as the youngest person in kindergarten. And so generally speaking, most of my friends are older than I am. But when I entered the workforce, I experienced that like 10x because here I was at 21, 22 years old and I happen to have been given an opportunity to become a leader in operations and I took it and I've been running with it for the last, you know, almost 15 years. But people look at me, a young female millennial, and they make a lot of assumptions And they don't see the long days, the long nights, the weekends that I put in working to get where I am. And in some cases, really questioning if it was worth it. And to anybody that hears that statement and goes, see, she doesn't want to work. No, I want to be smart about it. I want to make sure that my time is being used in a productive way and I am making a difference. I have no problem being at work for 12 hours if what I'm doing is making a difference both with the business and with the other people that I work with because that's where I gain my satisfaction in what I'm doing. And as a leader, as someone that manages people for a living, it's really, really important to know why I'm doing what I'm doing because the minute that I'm like, this is a waste. Why am I doing this? 
is the minute you kind of lose me. And yeah, I do kind of get the, you know, I don't want to put in the time and the energy for this. But I don't think that's unique to millennials. I think that's something that everybody experiences in life. And I think there's different ways to come out of that and react to that. And maybe millennials have a completely different approach. I mean, for me, this is like, you want to talk super millennial for me when I'm having a really frustrating day, I don't listen to podcasts on the way home. I turn on my Backstreet Boys and my Usher and my M&M and Green Day. And I crank that shit up for the 25 minute ride home and decompress that way. I love music and I love all kinds of music, but you know that like 1996 to 2009, that shit's my jam. Okay. You put on anything from that, from that time period and one, I'm going to know every single freaking word Two, I'm going to make sure you know that I know every single freaking word and I'm going to sing it for you off key. Right. And and that's fine. That's just, it's part of me and you're going to love it or hate it, but whatever you're going to do. But that's how I de-stress at the end of the day. And maybe that's a, a millennial thing. And you know what? If that's the case, then I'll freaking take it. Right. But I just, I caution anybody that's listening that, that may not be of that millennial generation, either older or younger to look at us who are now approaching 40, uh, you know, that 30 to 40 range and think about what we have been through in our lives and how that has shaped us as human beings, as members of the workforce, as potential leaders of our country here very, very soon. Right. And, and understand why we are how we are. And And for us millennials, for those of you that grew up with giant ass flared jeans and slick back gelled hair, I don't know if that was just me, but that was me as a kid, and the choker necklaces and the butterfly clips, for those of us that grew up like that, I challenge you to do the exact same thing, looking at your parents, looking at your kids, looking at the different generations that we are sandwiched in between right now and think about why they are the way they are. Because if we're going to lead people that are either older or younger than us, we need to lead with compassion and with empathy. And the only way to do that is to try to put ourselves in another person's shoes and try to understand why they are the way that they are. And as the largest demographic in the workforce right now, Odds are we are going to be the next generation of leaders and we need to learn from past mistakes and we need to make sure that we leave this world, this country in better condition for the next generation than we found it. And it sounds a little preachy and and it probably is. And sorry for that. Another soapbox moment. You're welcome. But it's true. Like why... Why else are we doing what we're doing? So keep killing it in those side hustles, ladies. Keep crushing it with those YouTube channels, with those makeup lines, with the t-shirts, with all of it. Just keep crushing it because we are showing 
everyone a new way of working and doing what brings us joy and finding a way to make a living or, or not make a living doing it like I do just to have a lot of fun and connect with people. So I hope that this week is a wonderful week. I hope that you look at yourself and at the other generations in a little bit of a new light. Maybe take someone out to lunch. Maybe take someone of a different age group out to lunch and and have a conversation and talk about it. Maybe change their mind about you. Maybe you change their mind about them. You never know, right? Otherwise, I hope that if you are born between 1986 and 2000, that you Enjoy some really kick-ass 1999 music this week, right? I hope you enjoy some Eminem. I hope you enjoy some Green Day. I hope you enjoy some Nelly. Like, throw it back for me, all right? And then post your favorite song from that era in my DMs on at Leading Like Her on Instagram because... I need to add some to my playlist. Maybe I'll share my playlist. If there's enough people that will reply, I will share my playlist with the whole Leading Like Her community <laughs> so that you guys can either cringe or rock out in your cars on your way home from work. But anyway, I hope you have a lovely, lovely week. Enjoy it. Next week, you guys, I have a special guest for next week. I like I haven't listened back to the recording because I'm really nervous because I sounded like a complete like just nervous, ridiculous jackass on the recording, but I'm going to edit it today and I have a special guest for you guys next week. So stay tuned, tell your friends and uh, yeah, I'll talk to you later. Kick ass ladies. Thank you so much for tuning in to leading like her. If you like this episode, share this podcast with another amazing woman in your life and tag me in an Instagram story at leading like her. So I can personally thank you. Check out leadinglikeher.com for new episodes, guest bios, and additional resources to help inspire and motivate you to grow your leadership talents. Remember, you've got this girl. I'll talk to you soon.